0: International SOS has been working with our partners to successfully evacuate several clients and their families from Khartoum to Port Sudan. Well, Rickus Grunwald is our Director of Operations Worldwide. I asked him, now that some clients who were trapped in Sudan have made it to a relatively safe area, what happens next?
1: Chris, we've moved some of our clients to Port Sudan and as you know, some evacuees made their way to Port Sudan. Of course, the, the biggest challenge for everybody is to look after them once they arrive in Port Sudan so on a proactive basis uh, we've taken some initiative uh, we've done some block bookings of hotels to have some rooms available um for those that uh, need them ground transportation to ensure that you know once people are in um Port Sudan we've got ways to move them around example onward movements by ferry or potentially move them, you know, between hotels. Also, conscious people coming from a difficult environment, quite stressed, so we also put a doctor on standby in Port Sudan, ready to support anybody that needs uh, medical assistance. Of course, the focus for us now is onwards movement. At the moment, the airspace is still closed, so really we're not focusing on air evacuation. So
0: with airspace closed... What do you think our options are now? The primary options
1: uh, we are working on is uh, maritime. So um, they are, number one, the option with the scheduled ferry between Port Sudan and Jeddah and Saudi Arabia, which individuals can board and
0: get across to Jeddah. Is it easy to get them on those ferries? Are there spaces?
1: Not at all. It's, uh, it's quite difficult. You know, there are reports of very crowded, long queues. And then, of course, it's a it's a long journey across. So again, our key focus will be for those that are willing to undertake the journey on uh, the ferry to Jeddah, to supply them with as a minimum water to take with them on the journey. We, of course, move them from the hotel to the port. And then for those that are unable to, to get onto the ferry, we'll take them back. We ensure that we retain the hotel rooms and we'll continue to, to explore and work on alternatives. Another maritime solution we uh, have is a more private, probably a bit more comfortable, yet you know it's still in the excess of um, 60 hours, is an option to Egypt, going into Safaga and Marqueb, from where we then coordinate onwards, ground uh, transportation all the way to Cairo. So as you can see, all these options are very long and um, you know we need to ensure that we uh, provide the best option to our clients for the different options. So these are the two options. Again, in Jeddah, we have a representative in the port. So for those evacuees that arrive either by themselves or through support from international SOS, we can assist again with accommodation on arrival,
0: potential flights to the home country and accommodation. And is there any indication that flights might resume from Port Sudan anytime soon?
1: Well, all information at this point in time uh, indicates that um, there's there's no flights. um, The space is still closed and we haven't had any indication of any uh, any airlines that is planning operations. Of course, um, through diplomatic channels you may have some uh, government organizations um, that has the means to to charter private aircraft and could potentially start resuming operations but through our own aviation coordination uh, we've not been able to um, establish a an option to uh, to evacuate or do onward evacuation by air so for now it's very much focused on uh, the maritime options which are workable. And as we know, there are travellers or evacuees crossing into Jeddah and, as I said, into Egypt. So while these options are available to us, we will continue to explore them. We also have some of our clients with staff in other locations in the north of Sudan, where we also, you know, provide, you know, through our partners, support with accommodation, food, water, And again working you know quite actively on on options
0: to move them you know to the border. With regards to some of the people who we have helped to get to Port Sudan, it involves in some cases adults and children, so does that give us an added layer of complexity with regards to helping them on their onward journey?
1: Oh definitely, besides the fact that we have families with uh, adults and children, we also have some of the evacuees are elderly, Um, so Quite a diverse demographic spread of um, the evacuees, and of course they come with um, that different challenges. Also, individuals that may have chronic medical conditions, which we need to monitor, you know, as part of this onwards uh, planning phase. The key is to keep families together as much as possible. So, you know, most of the um, hotel rooms that we've booked, you know, is, is specifically to accommodate. So that we can keep families together, and that will be the key focus. And nationality, of course, plays a big role. Fortunately, both Saudi Arabia and, and Egypt has been very friendly towards receiving evacuees. So, in terms of the process for those um, crossing into those countries, it is it is it is it's not easy, but you know there are avenues to ensure that different nationalities are able to to get across. And then, of course, as in, in, in all of these um, challenging times, you are faced with other scenarios, example, individuals that may have left Khartoum, uh, forgot their passport, people that, you know, left without any uh, funds. You know, so there will be different scenarios beyond, you know, just the individuals which we are looking at taking them out of harm's way as we move them towards the final end destination we will be faced with some challenges and, and our role is to
0: define solutions to ensure that um, we can get them to where they want to go. And given the journey that uh, our clients have already faced in getting to Port Sudan, have you been able to talk to them do we know what their feelings are with regards to an onward journey and when they might want to make a decision about doing that?
1: Majority of the evacuees that are it- arrived in port sudan definitely want to have onward travel especially if you are from a foreign national um of course we do have some evacuees that are sudanese um also looking at you know the options for them to be supported with movement out of sudan but yeah the majority of of them really want to to move out and it's about you know the timing and, and getting all those arrangements Fortunately, because we have the, you know, forward booking of the hotels, you know, we have time on our side. We have the opportunity to have safe accommodation, access to all their needs. So in preparation and in planning for uh, onward movement.
0: And how soon do you feel that they would be able to make those journeys? We're talking days or maybe the following week?
1: No, in fact, we, uh, we already have plans in place to move some of the evacuees to the port for the ferry going to Jeddah, as well as we are actively working on, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the other maritime option uh, to Egypt. So we already have
0: active planning in place for those maritime movements to either Saudi or Egypt. And when they get to those locations, I presume then it's a case of them being able to fly back home.
1: Uh, yes we're working very closely with our clients um, with regard to the planning for onward travel uh, which is generally of course uh, road transportation to a city where there's an international airport potentially put them up in hotels pending finalization of their flights we also assist with booking some of those flights Um so yes yeah, so the ultimate objective for the non-sudanese nationals is to to get them to their final destination or destination
0: of choice, as, as agreed with the client. For so people then wanting to get back to Sudan uh, when they can, what arrangements can be made to help them?
1: Well, I think it's still very early to uh, to think about what we would call repatriation back into Sudan. We still very much focus on the evacuation side and, and getting people out of harm's way to uh, a point of safety. Where they feel comfortable, but you are correct. We will at some point have a request from clients for the employees to return back into Sudan, and then again, you know, we will make all efforts to assist with coordinating, you know, around the logistics specifically. Also, very important is for us to monitor the healthcare system in Sudan, because anybody that returns to Sudan, you know, it will be important one. The environment remains safe for them to be able to continue the normal day of living. But also very important, the infrastructure that will then be available, especially around healthcare, is something that we'll monitor very closely and, and advise our clients on in the, at the time that they start planning for anybody to be repatriated back. Okay, Rickus, thank you so much for the update. It's a pleasure.